Green Divas and Green Dudes come in many shades of green. Here to help you discover and celebrate your personal shade of green are hosts Green Diva Meg and Maxine Margot, veteran radio chicks who share important news about climate change and the plight of human existence, but somehow manage to make most of it fun and sexy using at least 50 shades of green. Welcome to Fifty Shades of Green Divas, also known as Fifty Shades of Pink Pea Hats now, right? And soon to be Fifty Shades of Green, uh, hats? green Fern Hats. <laughs> That's coming in the spring yeah. to, a, to a place near you. It should be a lot of fun. We're having fun. Can't wait to see those green hats. I'll Sweet. be wearing one. I know. I, I could become like a knitting factory. You, hey. I think <laughs> I already am. <laughs> I, think I think you are a knitting factory. It's kind of my therapeutic yeah. uh, way of dealing with everything. I know. I I have to. I, I play my guitar. Yeah. I, I have to it. do I have to do something. I have two big fans. I don't have my, a guitar anymore. My, my mom and my dog. Aww. Two big fans. So I one day will get. A couple of songs out well, on, on here. How relevant is that as a segue? Because uh, our show today is about music and activism. Uh, with our guests coming up, you'll hear from Judy uh, Jager. Jager and Bob Reed. Right, two great musicians out on the left coast or the west coast. Yeah, uh, who have done really cool things. They are they're they're activists. They're they're writers, and they sound great, and they do, aside from doing concerts in various mm-hmm. venues, mm-hmm. they do these house parties. You know, as I had mentioned, um, I was at one, and that's where I met them, and it was pretty it's obvious brilliant. to me that they really got the people in this small setting in- involved and got their message out and brought the old folk music back. Well, they inspired you. Yeah, definitely. To be sure. Absolutely. And I was really inspired when I was doing the homework for this and I saw the YouTube video of Bob mm-hmm. singing at the UN with Pete Seeger. I'm like, oh, wow. And and a lot of children because cool Bob works with kids yeah. you know, as well yeah. with music and, and getting the message out. And uh, the kids are the future yeah. and they know what's going on. I mean, you try to, you know, shield them, but you can't because it's right in front of you. And I I tried to to shield my son growing up on certain things that I thought were really, really horrible. But when the kids now see what's going on and they see their parents, at least in so many places, maybe not in other parts of the country, but in this area, uh, people were having and still do have anxiety. But... The kids being the future, something's going to happen. They can't take climate change. They can take climate change out of the White House webpage, mm. but they can't take the lawsuit away from the kids in in Oregon. I think it's Eugene who sued the federal government and the fossil fuel industry, and thought that they would throw get the case thrown out. Kids are fantastic. We've been we've been talking. We had a whole series last year with I Matter Youth. And we did a whole series of podcasts with these young kids who were, I mean, 11 years old to 15 that are really active, really articulate, very passionate about primarily environmental issues, but social Mm -hmm. justice. And they were really like, I'm like so impressed with some of these kids. Well, the the kids who follow these lawsuits, this lawsuit, you know, basically saying you are prohibiting 
my entitlement to breathe clean air and to the right to live a healthy life, pursuit of happiness, life, liberty, pursuit of happiness, welfare, and you're destroying my planet, so how am I going to do that? And so it was very idealistic, but I guess their attorneys hit a course somewhere and found some law somewhere that said, well, you kids do have a right to make this action and make this case. Mm And so the lawyers and, you know, for the kids filed the suit and lo and behold, they, they try to dismiss it. The fossil fuel industry and the federal government and all the agencies said, ah, humbug, you know, no way. And the judge said, there's some legal standing here, so we're going to go to trial. Mm -hmm. So the fact that they won at least one little battle, you know, I don't know if they'll win the war, but the fact that this happened and there is some, something down the pike that could change things through these children. And they're saying, what about me? What are you doing to my future? And so we'll see what happens. So, With that in mind, let's listen to at least one tune or part of a song Mm -hmm. from from Judy and and I guess they call themselves Jager and Reed. Jager and Reed. Mm -hmm. So listen to these two, be inspired, and we'll be back. The voice not forgotten cries out, not a whisper. It's a shout to be heard in the crowd. The voice cries out, not another, not a mother, not a child, not a brother, not a lover, not again, not another. Hear the fight down the hall. Hear the bump against the wall. Hear the tears as they fall down the hall. Not another, not a mother, not a child, not a brother, not a lover. Not again, not another Left behind is an empty space How I long to see your face Nothing heals this wounded place It's an empty space Not another Not a mother, not a child, not a brother, not a lover, not again, not another. Here we are, hand in hand, together we stand as we make this demand. Not a child, not a brother, not a lover, not again, not another. 
our guests this week on Fifty Shades of Green Divas are Judy Jager and Bob Reed, who are two wonderful musicians with a social conscience who strongly believe that music plays a strong role in gaining out messages of social and environmental justice. They believe that music is a conduit of change. They have played to large and smaller audiences. They do private house parties, which is where I met them. And Judy and Bob perform both original songs and covers of music that touches your heart and soul. So it's a pleasure to have Judy and Bob on the show. So welcome. Hi, Judy. Hi, Bob. Hi. Hi. We got you. We got you. We're excited. Yeah. We're, we're, we're out here in California, so it's nice to be talking to you in New York. Yeah, we're here in uh, almost... Almost New York. Almost New York. <laughs> we're in, in, in the New York metro yeah, we're area. Yeah, New Jersey. Or as they call it, Joyzy. Joyzy. Yeah. Joyzy. We're in Joyzy. J-O-Y-S-E-R. I don't know. J-O-I-S-E-R. J-O-I-S-E-R. Something like that. Joyzy. Yeah, that's what I Today, I was marching with a bunch of people. Today happens, we're recording this on the day of the Women's March, right? Mm-hmm. And I was in our little Pompton Plains, northern New Jersey thing, and I thought, oh, you know, there'll be a couple hundred, you know, stalwart people. There was over a thousand people. Nobody expected it. Right. But things yeah. got rocking when people started singing. Uh-huh. And I have to tell you, when they started singing, This Land is Your Land, I mean, everybody was chanting, loving, singing, crying, harmonizing. It was very inspiring. So when Mar- uh, Max was introducing you and talking about the power of music and storytelling and inspiring people and motivating people for change or whatever, I thought, yeah, I experienced that this morning. Right. It's pretty it's – pretty, you know, music has such a message and through the years it has had that message and, and you guys are continuing that. How just, – just quickly so our audience will know, how did you – meet and, and did you, your musical backgrounds connected how did they connect we met at a, a music camp called california coast music camp in the sierra mountains east of the san francisco bay area and bob was an instructor at that camp it, it's a camp for grown-ups um acoustic music camp where you can go and learn a new instrument or you can try to get better at the one you play already i want to go uh, they have everything from songwriting to uh, stagecraft class bob and i were happened to be standing in a room uh, where there was a Beatles jam going on. There were about 40 <laughs> people in the room at the same time. And he was walking around the perimeter, just harmonizing with people. And he happened to stand next to me and we hit uh, a harmony note. That... An amazing harmony. And I turned and looked at her and thought, oh my goodness, that sounds so great. Yeah. So yeah you do sound great voice. together. Oh, thank you. We thought that we should, we should, Take it out into the world and see what people thought. And it's been incredible for us playing house concerts. And um, people have really been responding. Like Maxine, you got to experience that when we were in Mount Kisco. Mm-hmm. So tell me how long you might have said it and it slipped by me, but how long have you been working together and singing together? Just a little over a year and a half, I think. Wow. That's good. You've got a lot of harmony for, for folks that seems like you've been together a long time. It was there from the beginning. Yeah. It was right. That's what we built everything on was that that blend, that harmonic blend that we had. It's really uh, wonderful to hear in person and the house parties. You know, we were talking about music as it's a message for social justice and environment. Uh, Dylan, Peter, Paul, and Mary, you two, Green Day. 
Uh, and it's a tradition that's being carried on, and you guys are, are, are doing that. And through these, these, these home music events that you're doing, uh, how are you getting the message? How do you feel that's, that's connecting to the audience in these little private parties? Well, we're finding in, in this changing world of music, finding ways to, to be a musician that makes sense and dollars, actually, um, is difficult. Rather than fighting for the same stages that everybody else is, we decided to take it directly to the living room because so many people have a living room and they don't realize that that is the most intimate setting. I want you in my living room. There you go. See? Yeah, you, someplace you can actually look into people's eyes while you're singing and there's, there's, it's quiet. We've come to realize that we are a trio, that it's, it's Judy and I and silence that mm-hmm. makes what we do work. Right. But the act of people, people taking control of their musical experience, or their listening experience, and having musicians in their home, I think is that's that's change. Taking control of your uh, your musical relationship. I'm on board with that. Yeah, it, it, yeah. It, it's a lovely experience, and you guys are, are really capturing everyone who was there was was captured, and we all felt the same when you when you sang songs that you know we remembered of our old protest days, and you know, mm-hmm. and it you know, and I was I was thinking about it. I was looking at a lyric this morning, uh, a Dylan lyric uh, that I thought would you know kind of apropos in times you know they are changing, mm-hmm. especially when it says, oh. "Come, senators, congressmen, please." Heed the call. Don't stand in the doorway. Don't block up the hall. It's what it's soon, you know, to to shake your windows and rattle your walls for the times they are changing. I didn't do the whole lyric, but just get. And, and today was a day, you know, we're recording on the day of of this this huge march. So yeah, it's, we're telling our senators. It's interesting that you mentioned that song. So. One of the things that Bob and I have been doing is we, we have this ongoing conversation about what is folk music. Mm-hmm. That it started from when we first started playing music together, and it, I think it will be a dialogue that will continue for as long as we know each other. We watched uh, a documentary called Festival that was about the Newport Folk Festival mm-hmm. from 1964 to 67, I think. Mm-hmm. And I was watching that film, and I saw Peter, Paul, and Mary singing that song and I listened to Peter Paul and Mary when I was a child in my parents living room sitting on the floor in front of the record player uh, I never had seen them I don't think I'd ever seen I certainly not never saw them live and I, I'm not even sure that I saw them on television but I was so struck by the power of not just the words but the performance of Mary in particular mm. it was just so dynamic it felt political to me it felt powerful and I was so inspired by watching her that I suggested to Bob that we start singing that song and we have been we put that into oh. our repertoire we've mm-hmm. been playing that song at our house concerts and right, right. we've had people say to us wow I hadn't really listened to the lyrics of that song for a long time and how appropriate they still are even this many years later oh yeah and how like I'm just thinking about how for me music and not for everybody but I think for many many people who are open at all music is such a visceral experience uh whether you're playing it or listening to it for me music can take me right into an emotion or a setting or just just really open me right up 
and songs like yeah. that and sing, you know, listening to folks like you who have such beautiful voices who bring it out so beautifully, it really just – I mean I just cry all the time at good music. Yeah. <laughs> I do. I'm a sucker Me for too. Uh, right. I- it can apply in a contemporary context as well. I, in another part of my life, was um, a divorce lawyer, and I encountered domestic violence in my practice, and I got involved with an organization in my county for the prevention of domestic violence, and and I got approached uh, to, if I would write some songs for their organization, and it's funny, I never thought of myself as a political person for my, for my childhood and for my adult life, but I, I've become more so since I discovered my voice yeah. through songwriting. Literally. No question, and, and Bob and I, we were asked to come and and play at an event they were holding at at the the, um, domestic violence prevention organization. They were having a remembrance ceremony for people who had died through domestic violence. And we searched for a song that we could sing that we thought really would speak to that experience. And we couldn't find one out there already. So we wrote one together. And I think that's one of the songs that we sent you. It's called Not Another. Mm. And it was that was our way of of expressing ourselves about this difficult subject. Um, but it is it is political and, and it is powerful and we've had people tell us how moved they are by that song. So it, it's it's a it's been a it's been a way to express our voices about that subject. And I know before you, Judy, pre Judy <laughs> that Bob had done a piece at the UN with Pete Seeger, who was not listed among mm-hmm. your mm-hmm. which I like I literally uh, PBS keeps playing this Pete Seeger documentary, like to raise money every oh, few yeah. months. And every time I see it, I ball. Mm-hmm. I just love this guy yeah. and I love what he's done. And that you got to play with him at the UN with all these children, your water song. It was beautiful. Yeah, it was amazing. And that was Pete's idea. Pete actually suggested the song to the United Nations. Mm-hmm. Um, he had been singing the song for, I don't know, 20 years. And was given the song, well, it was asked if, if he could come up with a song that they could use as a theme song. And Pete is somebody, I, I had the opportunity to live with them. Wow. Off and on from the mid-80s. Um, and one of the things I learned from Pete was, you know, Pete couldn't walk down the street without picking up litter wherever mm, he was. Right. And... I used to think that was about litter. I used to mm-hmm. think that was just about keeping keeping the place clean. And as I spent time with him, I realized that it really was about seeing the world around you and taking responsibility mm-hmm. for addressing it, mm-hmm. you know, for doing that. And and that came into focus one day when I was I was driving down the street and I saw a man in a wheelchair who was kind of halfway out of the wheelchair and halfway in. He was in a predicament. So I pulled over and parked the car and went to help him. And as I was doing that, another man was coming down the bridge from the other direction, and he was doing the same thing. Mm-hmm. So the two of us joined together, and we, we pulled this man into his wheelchair, and he went on his way, and we looked at each other yeah. and smiled. Wow. And went back to what we were doing. Well, and to just, me, that was Pete picking up the litter. Right. That was that was interacting with the world and 
addressing what needed to be done. Well, Pete seemed to me to, and, and what you've picked up on in your own actions in that story at least, there's something about being present and being present to yes. what's right in front of you rather than having to do this grand scale, I'm going to do this huge concert for billions of people and save the world. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to clean up the river in my backyard. <laughs> I'm going to pick up the garbage right in front of me. I'm going to help the guy in the wheelchair right there, right now. These these acts, I think, do accumulate and they do matter. And I think we all need to remember that right now that each of us does have an effect on what's going on around us. And we don't have to necessarily go down to Washington, D.C. and protest. I went to my local place up here and joined people locally. Whatever. I'm going off on a tangent. Sorry. It's okay. <laughs> tangents. No, well, tangents. No, go ahead. He said one of the things that was important to him was, was the idea of thinking globally and acting locally. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Wow. Okay. We are going to the Women's March here in San Francisco uh, this afternoon. Wow. Yeah. Yay. Okay. Oh, that should be big, actually. <laughs> I'm sure that's going to be yeah. very large. I can't even imagine. Will you be singing there? Will you have your instruments or your voices ready? Our voices are always yeah, ready. Yeah, they're always we're ready. We're just going to add our bodies. Cool. That sounds, that sounds really, really, really cool. And I know that you'll report back to us at some point about that, too. It's really uh, amazing what's happening. Sure. One one thing one comment I wanted to add to the the whole concept of the intimacy of the house concert it really is uh, we've had people come up to us after and say I haven't heard music like this in a long time and I I really have missed it but I didn't know that I was missing it until today so it, it's one of those opportunities to gather people together share music with people that you know, bring together diverse people from your own circle that don't necessarily know each other, mm-hmm. but for us to all to share in this experience together, and it's powerful. Do you invite people at these house parties to sing along? Do you end up with like these really rocking sing-alongs? Oh, yeah. Those are the best. I started to sing in the background, but I was singing pretty softly, but I was trying to be like a third-part harmony because sometimes I try to do that because I was kind of weaned on this stuff. Um, Pete Seeger is a sixth degree of separation in my life uh, in many, many ways. Uh, So, yeah, I got caught up in in the great stuff you were doing for sure and tried to (laughs) sing along. So I I highly recommend uh, you guys to be at a a house gathering. It's lovely. Now, can you – you obviously travel, but where are you based? We're based in the – San Francisco Bay Area, okay. and we play house concerts here, but we've also spent some time traveling to, to New York, to the Hudson River Valley. We were just there, and yeah. we played four, four house concerts, one in Connecticut, and then two in the, one was in Manhattan, one was in Mount Kisco, and one was in uh, New Paltz, up in the Hudson River Valley. So how can and people... And we've been to North oh. Carolina a couple times, too, nice. around Chapel Hill. Nice. Now, can you tell us how people can find out more about you and your music and how to book you? We can go to our website at uh, www.jagerreadmusic. That's J-A-E-G-E-R-R-E-I-D music.com. And we're on Facebook. You can look for us there, Jager and Reed. Okay. That's what we call ourselves. Awesome. That's fantastic. Well, thank you for, like, keeping your voices out there and inspiring others with your words and voices and music. And uh, I'm going to... I'm going to look for you when you're back on the East Coast again. Yeah, maybe we can. We'll let you know. Yeah, maybe we'll have a party. 
You can have a party well, yeah, in, I mean, jo- in Joyzy, you know, <laughs> or something, or something like that. We would love that. We would love to play in New Jersey. We haven't done that yet. All right. See. Yeah. There you go. We're gonna right. we're gonna have to get you into a Jersey spot, and you can meet the Jersey boys. So, folks, you got to go to Jager Reed Music. J A E G E R. R-E-I-D, music.com. Find them on Facebook. Check them out, and you'll hear some music on this podcast. Check it out. Check it out. Thanks, Thanks. so much, you, you two. Thank you so much. You guys are wonderful. Thank you. Okay. Thanks so much to you, too. You've been listening to The 50 Shades of Green, a collaborative gig between the Green Divas and the Many Shades of Green radio shows. Happily recorded at Green Diva Studio. Be sure to look for this and other Green Diva Network podcasts and The Many Shades of Green on iHeartRadio, iTunes, SoundCloud, Spreaker, and Stitcher, among other places. You can find more information about this show and much more on thegreendivas.com.